Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. This is Heart to Heart with Spongile Mufuking on Radio Pulpit. Heart to Heart. Hey, hey, hey. This is how we say hello to you, my family, right here on Heart to Heart. I am Sibongile Mufuking, and I'm with you up until 3 o'clock on the airwaves of 657 AM Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. And I'm sure that you can see I'm not alone, but before I, I greet the beautiful queen who's on the other side, she's got a beautiful name. Ah, I love her name. Gave you the sounds of uh, Dr. Tumi Wafiga. And I know that somebody is like, Lord, this is a testimony for me in 2023. You have been there. You've been faithful. You've been good. And Lord, when I thought I'm alone, but you came through for me. You came through for me. You've been God through and through and you remain uh, God in my life. And you're so excited about the goodness of the Lord. Hello to you. And yes, that was Dr. Dumiwa Figa. I said I'm not alone in the studio. I am with a beautiful queen. Her name is beautiful. Her name is Harmony. <laughs> and so, so, so show you harmonize with everyone. <laughs> I try to. Wherever you are, there's days. harmony. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk in, if there was a difference between two, three people, you're like, oh, harmonize. Yeah, no, I just you're that spice. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how are you? I'm Come great. On. I'll see. I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Now, family, her surname is Malupi. <laughs> <laughs> he, she is how many Malupi from Basari Bamushito? Uh, and and this is the question. I said, be prepared. I'm going to ask you. So you and Rebecca Malupi, happy December. There is no direct relation between myself and Rebecca Malupi. At least none that I know of. Yeah. Um, this is not my maiden name. My maiden name Kimaluleke. So I'm oh. not sure on the other side of the surname. Khore, is there a, a, a relation exciting? But as far as I know, no. Really? Uh, <laughs> Okay. Yes. Oh, I know how to be. What's up, Makala? December, so yeah, family gathering, and then sis Rebecca Malupi. I must milk it. I yeah, the rich it. aunt comes Now's in. the time to milk the surname. You know, and then the the, the rich aunt comes in. <laughs> but you are from Vasadi Bamushito yes. Foundation. Yes. Tell us yes. who you are, guys. Um, so we're a non-profit organization from Centurion. Uh huh. We are basically, like our name says, we focus on women, yeah. uh, women empowerment, especially vulnerable women, women who are or were victims of gender-based violence okay. or survivors. And we basically have a skills development program based in Centurion uh-huh. where we upskill these women with different skills just to enable them to actually get out of abusive relationships or stand up on their feet after they've left abusive relationships. After they've left yes. their abusive relationships, which is very hard. Yes. I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah. Okay, before you tell me how you do it. Why ba mushito? Mushito also means uh, a tremor, uh-huh. a, a, a loud sound, you know, a, 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 a move, so to ah. speak. So the reason we went with that is because we are women who make moves. You move, we yeah. Move, yeah. We, we, we basically harness change. Yeah. You know, we bring usher in change. And that's what we want to do in the women that we serve. So you're breaking the silence that's of so it. many women who have yeah. been abused, yes. who, have, who have stayed in, in abusive relationships as Absolutely. well. I remember some years back, I came across a certain woman who was 
uh, going domestic violence. Yeah. Every time she would go home and visit her husband, mm. she was a domestic worker. Mm. So every time she would go home, she would come back black, blue, mm. and she or she wouldn't come back mm. for about two, three weeks because she has to heal mm. uh, from from the beating that she got from her husband for whatever mm. when he feels like it. Um, and then you I also find out that before you, um, they got married, mm. um, the, how a white uh, uh, um, family members might not understand, but it's like um, hijack is it hijacking yes. or kidnapping yeah. somebody to marriage? Yeah, yeah. It's done in an arranged marriage. Yeah, yeah, it's not even arranged because your parents don't are not mm. involved in it. Mm. They just kidnap you there and they keep you at their mm. house and then they send a message to your father to say she's here. And she's my wife. And now, now she's my wife. Mm. And they f- they even rape her to become. Sure. And so she says how he did it. Mm. It, it was because he. Um, you know, she he attacked her, mm. and 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 they carried her, and mm. then she found herself in that space. Mm. Even she got a beating for saying no mm. for sleeping with him. Mm. Now she ended up being her uh, his wife. Mm. Mm. And then I remember she had gone through one of these beatings, and it was like really bad. And we said no, we have to report. Mm. It's not in your village. Mm. We have to mm. report, and and he has to pay for it. Exactly. But now the sad part was that when we called the, another organization, mm. a women's organization yeah. that deals with such, they said we can't do anything mm. if the um, victim. victim. So is it still the case yeah. in South Africa? Is it what our victims, be it men, women yeah. who find themselves yeah. in such places? It's a very difficult position to be, you know, because at the end of the day, the assumption is that an adult will make the choice to report a crime or to um, and to enforce things like a protection order and to enforce things like an opening a case. Unfortunately, even as an outsider looking in, you cannot be the one to go and actually say, you know, I want to report that this is and this is happening and um, law enforcement can actually take it to the levels that it must go um, because it's not being done to you. So unfortunately, um, we are in a situation where women have to be the ones to actually come in and report these cases. Mm. They have to be the ones that actually come in and um, mm. enforce a protection order or enforce a, a restraining order mm. or anything at all that they would need to protect themselves from this person mm. um, it can't be a second party that goes in and actually fills in this which is like really frustrating yeah. if you're the second party and, yes. and you get these reports from exactly. time to time or you call the police from time yeah. to time and the victim is blue black yeah. and yellow and, and out of blood, fear they and, keep and they no. say no yeah and that's the challenge that we're what, having okay because you're working with uh, women who are affected in this mm. manner what makes our women um, mm. decide to say no mm. when they can say yes mm. and get help? Look, it's a different, uh, a myriad of different reasons that they ch- they do that. Firstly, it's out of fear. Uh, fear for a number of reasons. Fear from the fact that, you know, what will people say, okay. depending on their status in society, you know, neighbors, community, etc. The second reason is sometimes they're in a position where financially they depended on this man. You know, if they go and they report this, what are they going to eat? What are their children going to eat? And then it leads us to another reason, children. You mm. know, mm. Um, some of these women don't want to uh, open cases or put pr- protection order, restraining orders against their perpetrators because they have children with them and they're 
are thinking or fearful for their children, mm. um, the instability that something like that might bring, which is ironic because in that environment, there is instability already. already? But the fear yeah. is that, you know, when I make this official, I'm dragging my children into this mess as well type thing. Um, so it's a number of different reasons. What about our tertiary students? Mm. Because we find that also with our tertiary students, high yeah. school students, I'm like... In high school, I wasn't yeah. even thinking boys. It's, it's, it's so crazy. what are you... Okay, yeah. anyway, I can't, I can't judge. Mm. But you find this in high school, mm. you find this in tertiary. What's happening there? Yeah. I think there's just Because they're culture. not married, there are no children. Yeah. I think the culture of today, especially with our young people, is one way it's all about how much you have or what you can get from somebody. And I remember when I was in high school, it wasn't as prevalent, but it, has, it, was, it had started this thing, Yahore. Um, you know, you are taken care of, you have a blesser, you know, you have somebody to buy you clothes Goodness. that your parents can't. You have somebody to take you to places that all your friends are going when to. When you were in, you, t- in school. Yeah, mm. it was starting that sort mm. of mentality mm. and it's just really developed into a, a high, high level of um, always showing up. But you need a man, you know, as a young girl, it's sure. the man is the one that actually provides you with all of these things. So you end up in relationships with older men or men who have influence. And because you are inferior in the sense that you are younger, you are inexperienced, you, you, you basically, you know, give yourself to this person because of all that they come with. And then often in some most cases, it comes with that abuse. And when it's time mm. for you to leave, they have that hold on you and they don't want you to leave because basically they own you now. Um, sure. Yeah, they they've invested so basically much. into you. Yeah, yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a terrible time because of the culture, you know. And this is the culture that is circulating What's social media. What's happening in those perpetrators' minds? I think it's always. I own you. I think it's that, you know, and also um, what we have seen a lot of the times with some of the questions that we ask our beneficiaries and things like that is, did you not see the signs, you know, before this person became Mm -hmm. what he was? Mm -hmm. What did you notice? You Mm -hmm. know, what signs were there? And in most instances, it starts off with threats, uh, veiled threats, you know, uh, change in behavior. And those things also lead to understanding that insecurities build in these perpetrators' minds. You know, the reason that they act up or do the things that they do to women comes from uh, a place of mental uh, uh, insecurity. They feel threatened. They feel undermined maybe by their peers and their only source of um, release or only source of acknowledgement is in their relationships because they are in a relationship with a woman who is inferior. And so it becomes a power complex, really, mm, that mm. I have a hold that over is this. Like really sad. Yeah, everything else I can't control. You know, I can't control the fact that I'm undermined in my workplace by my peers, by this, but I can control you. And this will be my power leverage that I use, you know. Um, and of course, that's just one of the reasons. There's many different reasons why perpetrators do what they do. Sure, it's it's really sad to see that mm. happening even with our young boys who sad. are in tertiary, yeah. um, those who are in high school mm. as well, mm. um, and and they decide to kill a girl yeah. because of of that. It's very How sad. How do we empower um, a, a victim mm. that has been in that space for yeah. such a long time? What do you do at um, Basadi Mamushito Foundation? You know, we found that as much as we think it's hard or rather harder for women to actually go report the crime and actually yeah. leave the abusive relationships. Yeah. The period after they've left is quite the hardest, in my opinion. Because in most cases, you're leaving this place where, as uncomfortable as it was because of the violence and the abuse, mm. you always mm. knew mm. someone was taking care of you. And leaving that and going into a world where you have nothing, you, you literally are starting from yourself. scratch. What most about those who are working? Children, 
Um, those who are working, I think it's different. But in most cases, perpetrators will abuse women who aren't working, you know, because they depend on them. Um, most uh, cases we find that our beneficiaries are actually staying in these marriages or these abuse relationships because they have no other financial means, you know. So um, most of the beneficiaries that we deal with are actually people who say, you know what, I, 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 I left him. But I was scared to leave him because I have nothing to go back to. I don't have a job. I don't have experience. Some of them were young in these marriages and they grew into being the housewife, being the stay-at-home mom or whatever, mm, and they mm, have no mm. experience. So what our organization does is empower them, make them understand that, look, um, there is life after that. Mm. You can stand. Because another thing that happens is they are taught or they are indoctrinated into believing that they're worthless, that outside of this relationship, you're going to amount to nothing because nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. I'm the only one who's in your in your corner basically empowering you so we start so, let me ask about the relationships mm. that these women have mm. with their um families mm. do they still have um it's different you know some okay. of the women come and they 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 have relationships with family but it's deteriorated over the years because like you mentioned if i'm a family member and i keep telling you leave this man leave this man and uh-huh. years later you're still in this relationship and you haven't left you know mm. so eventually i'm on some you're not you're gonna see to yourself because i don't know what you want me to do when you don't want to take action. Mm. So some of them are estranged from their families because of that very reason. In other cases, um, there are no family structures because they got married young. This man was the only man she knew. This was her life. This was her family. So in some cases, there's nobody that she can actually depend on. So it's only it's very limited or very few cases where we have beneficiaries that come and they have a good family support system. And if you think about it, if you really did have a, a solid support structure chances are not very high that you would be in that position, you know, mm. because you would know Hore, I have brothers, I have uncles, and they'd be fighting and, and sort of fending for you in mm. that mm. in that stake. So in most cases, the family structure and this family support system is actually not there. You know, it's not mm. strong enough to, to support you while you're in the relationship. And even so, it's not there or existent for, to support you when you get out of it. So that's where our organization comes in. We now have to empower these women with the skills that they need to actually mm. be fully effective people in society after they've left these relationships. But it's not just hard skills. What's more important is upskilling them in the mind, mm. making them mm. see themselves as capable after that, mm. rewiring almost the, the ideas that were left by the perpetrators in their minds that they are worthless, they are, they're not going to amount to anything, rebuilding that confidence and then giving them the hard skills so that they are able to be employable. Do you also meet women uh, who have been sold to marry, to, yeah. to marry a certain man yeah. by the family, even when they're seeking for help mm. from the family, the family keeps throwing them mm. back. You know, mm. I'm, I'm watching, um, recently I saw... Um, a drama on yeah. TV or a telenovela, mm. yeah, mm. whatever that they call them now. Um, and this young lady is forced by her mom yeah. to get married to this young man because he's got money, mm. because he can take care. Not that she's not working. She yeah. is, but he's earning more. He's mm. driving. He's got a good car. Mm. And the family has got, have income. Mm. You know, they got cows. Mm. Um, and the mother is forcing that. Now the boy feels I can abuse her. Yeah. Yeah. We've had instances where beneficiaries came from and that's a challenge. You know, with GBV and with, with abuse, there's always there's two groups of women. Mm. There are women who are from vulnerable communities. Basically there's poverty, there's all of that. And there's also the women that we like to term as the women behind the high walls, you know. And that would fall into that category. Women that 
are behind high walls in the sense that there's money and there's power in those spaces where they are actually living in with husbands who have all that money and have all that power, but they don't come out and actually say, this is what's happening to me because of the influence and because of the power that Mm. they have. Um, So our main, um, one of the main uh, focus points, focal point that our organization pays on is that, that abuse is abuse. It doesn't matter. We can't prioritize. Yeah. We can't just prioritize abuse because it's happening, you know, in the townships or it's happening uh, with, with ladies who are from disadvantaged, Advantage backgrounds and underprivileged communities. There are women who are in suburbs, women who are from affluent areas, women who are married to powerful people, you know, with money and influence who are being abused but are silenced because of where they come from and because of their financial status. Um, and in that case, we have to then intervene. And if a woman comes and they ask for help, we have to assist them accordingly, regardless of their background or where they come from. But it's very sad to know that those women actually suffer in silence the most. And um, unfortunately for some of them, it's fatal, you know, because you are married or you're with this powerful person who has influence in the police, influence Mm. in the legal fraternity, Mm. you know, influence in your economic sector. Where do you go to? Where do you run to? You know, because your power is nothing compared to what he has. And so you have to navigate that difficulty. And and in cases where I can't even run. Okay, no, not me as an example. Yeah. In cases they cannot run yeah. back home. Yeah. What happens? Um, they are. Because even at home they're like, ah. Yeah. And that's the thing. You're married to us. Exactly. You don't have a daughter anymore. Yeah. Your bedroom is taken. Mm. And when you come back, you're bringing Osbongile and Abohamoni. No, we can't accommodate mm. you. What does Mushito do in mm. such a In this instance, situation? we are partnered with organizations that actually have shelters, that have um, resources available to be able to take some of these women in who don't have place to stay, who don't have anywhere to go, and then inco- incorporate them into our program where daily we are able to actually give them what they need mentally and physically to help them get back on their feet and we also have partners who help us then place them in jobs who help us um, equip them with maybe business startups so that they can start generating an income to actually fund their new life you know outside of that and i mean we have um dsd and other departments who actually have um what we call short-term and long-term shelters you know where they start your office in a, in a, like a three-month program and you stay there and then after that there are other organizations that actually take take you on for a longer period of time while you rebuild your life but unfortunately all of that and access to all of that has to start with the individual like you has you to need to say victim. enough is enough you need to get up and actually do something about break it break the silence you have to your, the silence in your you life you have to yeah. you really really it starts do. with you all right and then we're coming back so you can tell us about the skills that you're offering yes and i understand you're doing something for yes. the women um, yes. over the festive season yes. all right we're awesome. coming back to hear more so family the lines are open you have questions you have comments you can talk to us zero one two three three four one three two two is the number that you can dial and Chasel Smeron's in the studio alternatively three seven eight seven one is our SMS line oh eight two six five seven two seven two nine is our telegram and WhatsApp line and um live on Facebook so you can talk to us right there. We coming back. Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to six five seven AM. You're at six five seven AM. Radio carrying 24 hours a day. Fumana inkutazo in Misha Yong. Sikona go Facebook. Gena ube mshobo nawe. Irate you put to Facebook. Eyo lundu long. 
Ah, that is a joyous celebration on the lead uh, Pastor Tunzi number forward we go. And yes, you're listening to Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. I'm Spongile Mufugeng with you up until 3 o'clock. I'm not alone. I'm with Harmony Malobi in the studio from Basadiba Mushito Foundation. And I know that we are touching some sensitive stuff today. Scary for others. Uh, for others, I believe that they are getting help as we continue. You can ask her questions while she's still here on zero one two three three four one three two two. You can share your comments as well. Would like to hear what you have to say. Um, you can also send a WhatsApp, a Telegram on oh eight two six five seven two seven two nine oh eight two six five seven two seven two nine and uh, our SMS line three seven eight seven one. Do remember that you'll be charged one hundred fifty. I'm live on Facebook, so you can talk to us even there on our radio pulpit Facebook page. Now, how many? Um, tell us about the skills that you're offering. Okay, so yeah, I saw um, you smiling, listening to that. You're like, it makes <laughs> they excite you. They really do. It's it's just a wonderful, um, yeah. One of our favorite things to do there is actually to empower these women. So I love talking about it. Um, the first of the skills that we offer is something that we call capacity building. So okay. it's like a spiritual slash mental workshop that we do where we actually now have to rewire the ladies thinking how they see themselves we found there's no point giving these people hard skills if their mind is not ready to actually step into change so that's the first thing that we give them and it's called a capacity building workshop and this is basically where we sit and we talk about how they see themselves their identity um, their identity in God, first and foremost, you know, how he sees them and that they need to start believing that as somewhere truth. they lose that. Exactly. They need to start believing what he says as truth versus what the perpetrator has said for so long, what mm. their families have said for so long. So we start there and then we also, through capacity building, help them identify their 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 talents, mm-hmm. their passions, and then use that and their experiences to sort of help them map out a way uh, to find purpose and mm. meaning in their lives. We set up short-term and long-term goals for their lives, where they're going. We do vision boards. Mm. So capacity building is a very important workshop because it aligns the spiritual um, space mm. with where they need to be headed. Um, and then we do computer literacy, basic. Mm. We do basic sewing, basic cooking and baking. Um, we do digital marketing as well as a workshop because we are in a digital era and we're finding that even when you start business as a small business, it's very good for you to be able to market that business digitally on the, all the social media platforms and just have an edge about you. It sets you apart from everybody else. So we give them that as a skill as well. We also do, um, you know, crafting. So like jewelry making, things mm. they can do with their hands. Um, and yeah, those are some of the skills that we offer. We also have partners who come on board and bring other skills. Like we did a self-defense workshop with, from the... Um, Air school, Yako um, Centurion the mm-hmm. other day. So that also just helps. So we have a lot of help with people coming on board and actually facilitating workshops as well for different things. We do entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So basic entrepreneurship, how to start a business, how to maintain yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, those are the sure. skills. Now I'm thinking about self-defense then. Mm. And I'm yeah. thinking about women who have been arrested for defending themselves. <laughs> so you're teaching them, they teach them the constructive <laughs> Yeah. <one. laughs> yeah, because... I, I've learned something about somebody who's been put at a corner Mm. for too long. Yeah, and they lose it. It's just like an animal. Mm. We have a dog Mm. in the in the yard. Mm. If you try to scare it at night, Mm. and you try to corner it, Mm. ah, when it comes out there, it's going to kill. It's Mm. going to kill. Mm. (laughs) You know. Mm. So. 
human beings are also like yeah, that definitely. if they've been put under pressure yeah. like that and you find at the end of the day um a person is dead yeah. because they they've been having this and mm. trying to i remember one um one that came here on air and we spoke to her mm. she's one of our guest speakers from time to time mm. she says in one of her marriages because she was abused in two of her marriages sure. uh, but the first one she went and put a a, a um pan, a pan yeah, yeah. on the stove she hid wow. it red yeah. and then she went for the yeah. perpetrator yeah. when he was sleeping. Sure. Yeah. So mm. you can just imagine yeah. where, where she has been. Yeah. And then, so I'm glad that yeah. you have those classes that would teach them to do the to right way. Themselves. To Absolutely. Them, th- themselves the yeah. right way. The yeah. constructive way. Yes, and definitely. what are some of the testimonies that you have? Oh my gosh, that's the exciting and, and part. And what's coming yeah. for December? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see time is not on our side. You're Just testimonial-wise, I mean, um, I would encourage the listeners to really visit our Facebook page and visit our website. It's www.basadibamushitofoundation.org because that's where we put all of the videos of our beneficiaries, their stories, and what they've overcome. But what I love about the foundation is the fact that we empower from within. So basically the beneficiaries that come on board and take part in our program, 80% of them actually go back into being our staff. Ah. So we are building a workforce from the very women that we're empowering. And for me, that's so exciting. So the helping women exactly. from experience exactly. as well. You know, wow. So some of our facilitators currently used to be beneficiaries. Some of the ladies on our team who do our administration, who do our uh, facilitating, who manage some of our other subsidiaries were our beneficiaries before. So uh, it's, it's, it's one of the things that we really pride ourselves in and we're so happy that God has been able to give us the opportunity to actually teach one, you know, and then the next one comes up and they're teaching another woman. Yeah. And that's the spirit that we want to, you know, all of our beneficiaries to have, that you are empowered, don't sit on it. Go and empower another woman who is like you, who has gone through what you have. Mm. So we're very excited about that. And yeah. what's happening? So every year for Christmas, we have what we call the Father's Table, our Father's Table Christmas lunch for the homeless. So, you know, Christmas is a time where people are with their families, you know, we have things in excess most mm-hmm. of the time. But there's a, a portion of our society who are hungry and destitute every day, most days of the year mm-hmm. and Christmas for them is not as comfortable as it is for us. Mm-hmm. So what Basadi Mamushito does in partnership with um, our partners, Radio Pulpit and Littleton Shopping Center, we are hosting a Christmas lunch for the homeless. We do it annually and this year it's being hosted at the Littleton Shopping Center on the 25th of December, which is mm-hmm. Christmas Day mm-hmm. for all the homeless community of Centurion and Pretoria who, who can come to mm-hmm. the center. They're going to get a cooked meal, a delicious meal um, and a gift, you know, a Christmas gift for for them to take home. We're also having like a kiddies area where the children can have jumping castles and face painting and things like that. So we're very excited about our Christmas lunch for the homeless this year. Mm, At Littleton. At Littleton. And then how do I get more information? For more information, please. If I want to also be there, serve or whatever, because some of us want to serve. Definitely. We need need all the help that we can get for this uh, campaign. Mm. Uh, We need volunteers to come and help us prep the day before in terms of peeling and cooking and all of that, but also on the day to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and we so also where's the peeling and the prepping? In Littleton as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for more details, if you'd like to be a volunteer either before or on the day, please contact me mm-hmm. on 082 
3125 Contact me directly and then I'll let you know, you know, where we can put you in and what we need help with. Yeah. But most importantly, I appeal to the listeners to please help us do by donating toys uh, personal care items because we want to give them personal care hampers and toys to the little ones. Please donate, help us by donating that. The donations can be sent or brought to um, the charity shop, the BBM charity shop at the Littleton Shopping Center in Centurion. Uh-huh. Um, please, if you'd like to donate, please also contact me. Then I can give you the location mm. um, and, and send you the right details. But all the donations need to be brought to the Littleton Shopping Center at the BBM charity shop. So it's perish- non-perishable goods and toys for the little ones as well and personal care. Uh-oh, personal care, you're talking yes. roll-ons, roll-ons deal, face cloths, toothbrush, toothpaste, things like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, the toys for yes, the young for ones. for the little ones. Um, I, I know some people would say, we got toys mm. that have been used. Yeah. What about those? Those are perfect. They're still in good yes. condition, Absolutely. but they've been used. We welcome those. We just want to we wanna make it a Christmas wonderland for these kids who, are, who don't know what that's like. We're also partnering with some of the orphanages in Pretoria, in and around Pretoria, um, and saying that if they don't have anybody sponsoring them for Christmas as well, they on can that day, they must please come through and bring the kids as well to be part of the festivities. Wow, this is so awesome. This yes. is so beautiful. Um, your closing statements mm. to... I didn't welcome you to the family of Radio Pulpit, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think you did say your listeners... <laughs> welcome to the Radio Pulpit family, the heart-to-heart family. So you're a family member and they're family members. Awesome. So what message do you carry to our family members? You know, some of us are stuck yeah. in these relationships, mm. in these marriages where we don't think there's um, there's hope. Yeah. I was so hopeful when I saw the late Patrick Shai mm. standing up and saying, I used to be mm. that husband who used to um, abuse my wife physically yeah. and um, emotionally. Mm. But I learned from that. Mm. And now I'm coming out to say, men, we can do better. Yeah. Uh, that for me was like really awesome to mm. see a man standing up and saying, not in my name. Yeah, that was so beautiful to see. Um, and uh, we'd like to see more and more yes. of, of men coming out and saying, I want my wife to know that mm. I am sorry. Like mm. he did. He mm. said he went back. He said, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he started mending things mm. with his family mm. and his children because it also affected the children Definitely. themselves. Definitely. So what do we say to those who find themselves in these spaces mm. and they still are holding on to mm. the silence because they don't think there's anybody out there yeah. who can help. Um, I think it's important for them to understand that they are not alone. Uh, in that space, you might think that this is just happening to you, that um, you know, you'll be the laughing stock if you come out and you break the silence because everybody else's life looks so perfect. Mm. You couldn't be further from the truth. Many, many women are going through what they are going through. And the more we stand up and actually break the silence, the more we are able to actually put an end to the pandemic that is, you know, gender-based violence and the domestic violence that this country um, is experiencing. Mm. But more than that, I think it's important for us to think about our lineage, to think about the story we want to tell for generations to come. Um, In most cases, these women who are in these relationships 
are women who have seen their mothers go through the same thing. You know, their grandmothers go through the same thing. It's, so it's acceptable. It's acceptable. You know, we need to get to a place as society where we say it's not acceptable and we need to want better for our children. Mm-hmm. You know, we cannot continue to think that by keeping quiet, we're protecting our children when we, in actual fact, we're teaching them that this is acceptable. And Likausani, they're also going to be in those positions and they're not going to see anything wrong with that. So our voices mm-hmm. are actually an arrow into the future and we need to speak up so that we break this, this chain. We break the chain, the generational curse of abuse and mm-hmm. emotional uh, 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 violence and emotional um, you know, mindsets that are toxic and 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 um, not effective to our our place in society. Uh-huh. So speak up. You're not alone, but also do it for yourself. Do it for your children. Do it for generations to come. Do it for your sister who's struggling. Your you know your friend. Um, be the the change. You know, and it starts with you. Nobody can force you into making those choices. You have to make them yourself. Sure. How many you have to come back so we can also talk to us? Yeah. Who are the supporting structure? Absolutely. I think today we don't have enough time mm. to go to the supporting mm. structure, but we need that no, because definitely. Uh, if one of us goes through an abuse, then we're all going through an abuse. Absolutely. Some of us yeah. have cut ties with mm. our loved ones. We didn't know that they're in abusive mm. relationships where they are told, no, your family doesn't like yeah. you. Yeah, they yeah. have a problem mm. with you. And mm. you are not even aware. Mm. And you re- you thought, yeah, Mara, my mom, yeah, mm. she doesn't like me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you find we also as the family have cut ties with the person yes. because of the behavior that comes yeah. from the auntie. The abuser was just trying to close them exactly. in so that they to are locked them. in. Yeah. yeah, isolate yeah. them from family yeah. and friends. But you need to come back. I definitely will. If I will right. come back, I will be you, back. You're part of the family now. <laughs> <laughs> you're part of the family <laughs> Thank you so much for empowering us. All of the best with the Christmas uh, day uh, celebration with our uh, children who are on the streets and Mm. their families as Mm. well. And family, for more information, go to the website of Basadi Bamushito Foundation. And you can also uh, call Harmony on 082-801. Three one two five. Did I say it correctly? That's correct. You can WhatsApp me as well. <laughs> okay, you can also send a WhatsApp or yeah. call her. No, please call me. Please, please. <laughs> I no, don't have it times. I run an NPO. <laughs> <laughs> so it's o a two. 801-3125. My queen, thank you so thank much. Thank you so God much for having you. me. God bless you too, Ossie. In the background, the sounds of B.B. Winans are featuring Rob Thomas. And the song is My Christmas Prayer. From your ear to your heart, to your mouth, to your feet. Join this life on 657 AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.